This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How about the reaction of the crowd on that swing? Yeah. I think they're anticipating being here for his first base hit. They're excited about it, right? Yeah, and it's the seventh inning, so this could be his last at bat. They want to see this guy get Uh his first major league hit. They want to tell their friends they saw it. And now they're cheering him on. Three and two for Tucker. Eight to five Astros in the seventh. Rondon kicks. He delivers. There's a swing and a line drive off the mid of Davidson and on through into right field. And Tucker reaches first in his major league debut. They'll get that baseball back to the dugout. Altuve is the man that retrieves it. Solid shot off the bat of Kyle Tucker. And he's in the books. It's official. First major league hit a line drive to the right of Davidson. And the first baseman got his mitt on it but couldn't hold it. This is another Astros podcast. 3-2 swing and a miss. He struck him out. And that'll do it for the Astros' fifth consecutive win. They reached their 60th win of the season. And they are now a high of 29 games over 500. And with Seattle's loss, their lead increases to three and a half games. Final score, the Astros 12. Everybody anticipating watching Kyle Tucker. It was exciting to watch him navigate through his first major league game, only 21 years old, making it to the major leagues and making an impact in this game. He looked good. Oh, he really did. And uh, after striking out three times, then he got rolling with a really nice at bat in the seventh inning with a single. And uh, he's with us right now in the dugout. Kyle, congratulations on your Major League debut. Thank you. Thank you. How did it feel for you as the game evolved? Um, yeah, I was a little nervous at first. Um, you know, after the game started going, I just got into the, to the flow of things. And you know, towards the end of the game, I you know, ended up putting one forward finally. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it was an awesome game today. Well, Kyle, unfortunately, I have an idea of what you're in for when you walk into that clubhouse in about two minutes, and it's not going to be pretty. But i got to ask you, you out in left center field, George Springer walks across before the game started, and he shook your hand, and he said what? Yeah, he was just, you know, it's another ball game. Uh, You know, they, they got my back and, you know, through anything, you know, ups and downs. But, you know, just come out here and play. Well, Kyle, it was, it was fun to watch. You guys poured it on late. You were right in the middle of things. So congratulations. You're a big leaguer. You have an average. You have an RBI. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Back on Astro Launch with Jeff Luno, the general manager, president of baseball operations of the Houston Astros. What a week this has been, Jeff. It has been an exciting week. You know, 11 games in a row at home. We don't get that too often, but it's nice. I'll take it. And so far, we're off to a great start. Well, you got off to a great start and a little excitement in the stadium yesterday. You bring up Kyle Tucker, and I think the biggest question for a lot of us is why now? Why Kyle Tucker right now? Really, it came down to there were no reasons to keep him down in AAA anymore. The guy's having a spectacular year. We feel like he's potentially one of our 
players that needs to be in the postseason, and we want to give them time to acclimate. We know you never know if how guys are going to do. It took Bregman a little while. Uh, everybody has an acclimation period, and we want to make sure that that he gets that. And really, we have an abundance of good players, which is why it was unfortunate that that Jake had to be the one to go down. Uh, but right now, our best team has Kyle Tucker on it. If Kyle Tucker plays the way we think he's going to, as far as the way you treat the young guys like Kyle Tucker, George Springer when he was a young guy, all the way down the line. It's always been the philosophy since you've been here to merge these guys right in immediately with the big league players, even when they have very little time in the minor leagues. And this probably leads to this comfort level that we're seeing with Tucker right now. I do think so. And I think spring training was huge for him because he was one of our better players in spring training. He was playing with these guys, so he's familiar with it. And then he just went down and didn't have a bad attitude. He went down and he raked, and he just continued to do everything, both defensively. I mean, there was things he was working on that maybe aren't visible to the fans, but we need to make sure that he can play the corner positions, that he does all the fundamentals properly, because this team has to execute, and it's one of the reasons why we're good. AJ was quick to point out that uh, two guys in particular were affected. Jake Marisnik going down, still part of this team, still part of uh, the future of this team and what they want to do. And the other was Tony Kemp, who earned the right to stay here. Yeah. I think that's right. I mean, you look at both of these players, they have a chance to really help us the rest of the year. And I can't imagine us not wanting Jake on our playoff roster to be able to go out there and do exactly what he's been doing, just mm -hmm. this homestand. And Tony being able to come up, and this is the first time he's had regular at-bats in the big leagues, and he's hitting 300 with you know 800 OPS. That doesn't happen too often, and, and the, guy can, the guy can flat out hit. He can make contact. He can do a lot of things, small things, steal bases, take a walk in a critical situation. So he has earned the right to stay on this team. You know, I think uh, so, so did Jake with a lot of his defense and the fact that his hitting was getting better. But we had a tough decision to make, and, you know, it could also be that uh, the decision will evolve over the course of the summer. Okay. We might have injuries. We might change our mind. It might be, you know, Tony's going to have to get used to a slightly diminished role. Tony, out of that nine spot, uh, was doing all those things you talked about. He was kind of what we say is the second leadoff man, really helps the guys at the top of the order. So now, obviously, there will be a different guy on most days in that nine spot. How do you think this will impact the lineup with Tucker's added power? Well, I look at our lineup, and it kind of feels like the lineup at the beginning of last year where there's just no breathing room for the opposing uh, pitcher and, and not just sort of guys that might get on base, but guys that could change the game with one swing. So... Uh, I'm pretty happy about it. I mean, Stassi has been a phenomenal story for us this year, just really solidifying FedEx. Looks like he can hit a little bit mm -hmm. up here. And, and with, uh, with Tucker in the bottom of the lineup, uh, it's pretty scary. There's, there's no place these guys can run and hide. You mentioned the catchers. Brian McCann had surgery a few nights ago. How did that surgery come out? And Was it a good case scenario with what they found? And how is that going to impact you in your trade talks? For us, it was really the best possible news because I think we finally resolved the issue that Brian's been having really all year and okay. going back to last year. He was phenomenal for us in the postseason. He caught all those innings, and but I think he was gassed at the end and his knees were hurting. And and we, were just, we weren't going to be able to nurse him along the rest of this year. So get it taken care of. He's going to have some rest. His knee's going to be better. The doctors did say that when they were in there, uh, they, the rest of the knee looks good. So they okay. solved the issue that they needed to solve. And we hope he comes back and can play all September and help us out in, in the postseason because, you know, we could carry three catchers again. We did that last year. The trade season is uh, in full swing right now. It kind of started earlier this year, didn't it, Jeff? Do you anticipate a lot of activity before the deadline? I do. I think uh, there's, well, there's going to be a lot of activity, but I think a lot of it may be closer to the 31st of July than, than right now. 
because there's some big pieces that are that are being shopped, and those are, those are hard to move early. Um, and then there's going to be a lot of teams that have guys uh, that they want to move and and or acquire. I, you know, we're we're talking to other clubs, and there's nothing closed for us right now because a, a we really don't have a, a glaring need for anything. So we're going to be opportunistic if there's a player out there that makes our 25 man better. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump on it. But right now, well, we feel pretty good about the team we have. Um, but we're gonna do our work. Jeff, it's almost clear cut who's gonna make the playoffs right now. And when you look at the matchups, are you trying to upgrade in particular instances where you feel like that? matchup that you might have in the playoffs you might get a piece to help you win those series yeah i think so i mean you, you can already start to look at the red sox lineup the yankees lineup uh -huh. cleveland lineup uh seattle and and say okay where are we going to have uh where we're going to face these guys in the sixth inning a seventh inning critical situation and they come back up in the ninth do we have two relievers that can get them out in the sixth and the ninth do we have the right lineups to face a paxton a severino a sale um, and I think the answer to all that is I, we, well, I'll take our chances with the guys we have because mm -hmm. we've got a really good roster. But if there is someone out there who's available that, that can improve our chances, we're certainly going to look at it. And uh, you made a trade. Uh, John Kemmer, the outfielder uh, from Fresno, was traded. Uh, and, and do you anticipate any more of uh, this type of movement in the system that, that may not be that big deal that people read about? Well, the reality is we have a lot of guys in AAA that are good players that probably would be on a big league team somewhere else. And you talk about Davis and, and Reed and, uh, you know, other guys down there, including Kemmer um, and Hoyt. And we just don't have room for them on the big leagues. And they're sort of getting to the point where they're blocking some players below that we need to challenge. So it's an organizational uh, problem that we have that's really a good problem. Uh, and sometimes we solve it by giving them a chance somewhere else. I did it with J.D. Martinez, came back to haunt me. I hope the same thing doesn't <laughs> happen with Kemmer. <laughs> I, I, something that uh, piqued my interest with Miles Straw. He's an outfielder. Yeah. He's having a great year. He's very fast. But you guys have a lot of outfielders, and you've decided to, to bring him into the infield and get some reps uh, on the infield right now. Talk about that for a moment. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a combination. Our player development folks uh, believe that he has the athletic skills to play the infield. Does and he have the background? Not, no, he doesn't. Okay. But uh, the reality is, you know, a lot of playing the infield is that first step quickness, the the hands, the feet, how it all works together. And he's got a lot of the fundamentals. So, I mean, he, I'm sure he played shortstop in high school or wherever, but, um, you know, he hasn't played it in our system. Sure. And uh, we want to give him a chance because, quite frankly, if he's able to play middle infield respectively, then he becomes a, a really valuable player that could potentially help us this year or next year you think about how valuable marwin's been and ben zobris and guys like that that sure. can go from infield to outfield yet on top of that his speed and his defense in the outfield mm -hmm. and this guy could really have an impact and improve his career so we're going to give it a shot and see how it looks what's the situation with forrest whitley's injury well you know when you have these oblique injuries it's it usually takes a little time so my i suspect he'll be in houston tomorrow to get evaluated by our doctors I suspect they're going to ask that he take a couple weeks off, is my guess, because uh, we've, we've seen those here in the big leagues as well. Uh, but the good news is that he was back. He was pitching. He was pitching well. He was making up for lost time. The bad news is he's probably going to miss a little more time. Uh, but we have options to give him innings uh, after the season is over. He can go to the, you know, the fall league. He can go to winter ball. There's options to get him back. And really, at this point, you know, given that he might be missing some time, I think realistically, you know, he's not going to be part of the equation for the postseason this year. We'll probably start thinking about let's get him ready 100 percent next year and, and, and think about him maybe being on this team next year. 
Uh, first rounder from uh, a year ago, J.B. Bukowskis out of University of North Carolina has missed a lot of time this year. Uh, never really got great clarification on, on why he missed some time, but he got a chance to pitch a couple of innings for Tri-City in short, short season. Good that he's back. Uh, how's he looking? Yeah, first of all, he's healthy, and we're, we're happy about that. With players out of the draft the year before, first-rounders that pitched a lot in college, uh -huh. we, we take it really easy their first short season, and then we also take it easy any indication of, of an issue, we take it really easy. So our medical staff's done a nice job. Um, he, he stuff looked really good the other day. Uh, the velocity was there, four-pitch mix. So we're excited that, that he's finally going to get going. And it's funny because, you know, you have these first-round picks and you kind of forget about them. Uh, but but he's a guy. I mean, Corbin Martin's ahead of him. He's, sure. he's right there. He's you know, a first-rounder for a reason. Yeah, we're starting to line these guys up um, for, with, for depth, which, you know, hopefully will keep our current rotation for a long time. But as these guys peel off and maybe – become free agents we're going to hopefully have guys to replace them with thank you for the visit jeff thanks for having me on guys jeff luno we'll have more right after this from your local station